They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where your hosts Matt and Mike take a look at the world of Japanese convenience stores. In this week's episode, we're looking at the start of the Christmas pre-order season at the Combini, starting at 7-Eleven. We take a look at a few new chickies, take a look at the scoreboard, and then catch up on an ongoing story of Combini franchise owners challenging the corporate offices. Now let's head over to the Combini. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Doing well. Back in the LL Bean flannel jammies. Just wrapped up a pour over cup of coffee. Still waking up here. Sunday morning here in Cambridge. How about you over in Kanazawa? Yep. Sunday evening over here. Uh, just got mm-hmm. my, um, today I'm going with the uh, the lemon sour. This is coming Ooh, out of classic. Suntory. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is a, um, the Kodowari uh, Sakaba. And the reason I like this one, it's a 7%. You know, uh, recently... It's hard to get that. Uh, you either range. got the five, yeah, mid range, and so it's been my go-to recently because I like the mid range. It's not a strong, it's not a regular. It's just in the middle. It gives you a little kick, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, doing good. Ready to get into episode number? I think this is twenty-four. Twenty-four. We're almost to twenty-five, which is twenty-five percent of the way to a hundred. To our goal of one hundred. That's pretty impressive. In fact, uh, we almost have as many episodes as we do listeners. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to reaching that mark as well. Uh, but yeah. as usual, Mike, we got a lot to talk about today. What do you say we just jump right into it? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Well, as usual, we're kicking off with the Chicky Wars here. And uh, we got two chickies out this week, Mike. Uh, first off, Seven Eleven, we got... The rich Todori cheese chicken. Um, so what this is, is a chicky stuffed with three kinds of cheese. Mike, uh, classic 7-Eleven here. This thing looks absolutely repulsive. You know, I'm trying to think what could possibly be on the brand inspiration wall for 7-Eleven. You know, some companies have those rooms where they have different color swatches and, and photos of things that are inspiring to them. You know, I think, I think 7-Elevens must be some mix of like CSI, uh, America's Most Wanted, True Detective, you know, just homicide scenes, just covering wall to wall because this thing just looks like an absolute train wreck. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, I've got uh, similar thoughts. I first thought, uh, looking at this picture, I thought they could have used a better piece of chicken. That thing is pretty <laughs> sad. It's like brown. It's like a flat tire. A flat what tire, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we've, we've been going through this recently. The cheese and the chickies, they don't go well together. And um, this cheese, the three cheeses, I mean, who knows what those three cheeses are. Um, I am not looking for this. I might give it a try just to see because I'm still looking for that diamond in the rough of the chicky and the cheese, but I do not think this is going to be it. Yeah, it's not even juicy looking. Again, yeah, you're a great point about the quality. This thing looks like it's been sitting in the back room for about three months and they just pulled it out. Anyway, <laughs> enough of this garbage. On to uh, the next chicky this week, Mike. Actually, not a chicky. This is a uh, chicken nugget. Out of Family Mart, uh, of course, they have the Poke Chicky series. Their 
uh, contestant against the Lawson um, Karagekun. And this week they have a new flavor out called Butter Soy Sauce. And uh, the thing I'm most impressed about here is the packaging and the branding. This looks like a very compelling product, precisely the opposite of what we just saw at a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Nice little pat of butter, nice little dish of soy sauce. Yeah, I do want to try that. That flavor does look compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got these cute little chickies popping their heads up out of the box. Yeah, I do want to dip my fingers in there, pinch one of those boys and stuff it into my mouth. Absolutely. Uh, I think this looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. The presentation, this, this is great. This is beautiful. Um, and butter and soy sauce is one of the classic. I mean, that's pretty much like BBQ sauce in the States. It's a classic. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, like we talked about, you know, there's, um, you know, there's just starting off. And so they have these more standard flavors and I say, that's you right. know, go with it. And, um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I don't think that the actual product will look this good, but um, good job on the presentation. I'll definitely give it a try. And um, yeah, good job with Pokey Chicky. Let's, let's see how they, uh, what, what they do from here on out. So that wraps up the chickies for this week. Nothing out of Lawson, um, but probably next week they'll have a new Karage-kun, known flavor number 204 or 205. But uh, that does wrap it up for the Chicky Wars this week, Mike. Yep. All right. And if the cheeky wars are done, you know where we're going next. We're going to the scoreboard. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the scoreboard, that's where we look at uh, <laughs> what each combini is doing this week. What products are they putting out? So we've got a scoreboard this week. I'm just going to hit you with the numbers. I'm not even going to tell you the names. We got 50 from one, 36 from another, and 154 from one other. Um, I don't yeah, know. That would be Family you... Mart Lawson 7-Eleven, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no surprise, but um, I think this is a new record for 7-Eleven for us. Um, 154, never seen it. Lawson, um, 36, as always, pretty low, and Family Mart, you know, right in the their uh, wheelhouse. Um, so, yeah, you know what? As we do each week, we're going to check out what items that we picked up. And to start this week, how about, uh, how about I lead it off? So... Um, here, we're going to go with mine. Boom. Uh-oh, hold on. Ooh. Hold on. That translation is not correct right there. I'm going to have to throw this in the Japanese. This is, uh, it says in English, it says shrimp tempura soba noodles. But Matt, as I'm, I'm sure you can see, that is not soba. That is uh, plum and steamed chicken hot soba. Soba-men. Yes, soba-men. So, um, that looks good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so what we're looking at here. This is this out is of a, Family Mart, by the way, right? That's right. Out of Family Mart. It's so men, which are very thin um, uh, flour-based noodles, usually cold. Um, but here they're being served hot. But the toppings just look great. So you've got egg, you've got steamed chicken, you've got looks like some sort of a leafy vegetable, and then yeah, mushroom. And then I think in the back, that might be bonito flakes. Um, and then in the middle is that pickled plum. And mm. that just looks really good. That's what drew me to this one. Um, I just thought this looked so nice, the warm noodles. And I would love to just kind of pop that pickled plum open and have a little <laughs> on each bite there. Um, I don't know. What? How do you feel about... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, so man, and this uh, this dish here. 
Well, Mike, you had me at ume. I love ume. It really mm. is. That pickled plum is just an outstanding flavor. Unfortunately, the description lost me at tododo kelp. Uh, -oh. uh That means slimy seaweed. And oh, uh, that yeah, one right I think there. That is absolutely. Yep. That looks like a fresh snot right there baby <laughs> and make no mistake about it that is gonna eat like a fresh wet snot so um <laughs> if you could fish that out of there i'd be all in on this but unfortunately uh i cannot i would not pick up this item because of that tododo kelp otherwise yeah. it looks fantastic yeah yeah i i totally missed that i was wondering what that mystery ingredient was there but um, you're right <laughs> um all right well going on to your picket family mart and boom oh yeah mike here at family mart we have a veggie burg hamburg steak bowl um a couple of weeks ago in our bento blowout episode we both talked about the magnificent hamburgu not to be mistaken with the hamburger which mm. is the most perfect version of meatloaf the world has ever seen topped yeah. with a perfect rich demi-glaze sauce okay. here we have a veggie version of that holy moly i'm blown away by this you know japan is a country where you go to the aquarium mm -hmm. and you don't think oh wow what a majestic creature swimming around in there people are going instead <laughs> Damn, that looks tasty. This is a country that loves its meat and fish. I am shocked uh, that the Konbini is whipping out a veggie version of a hambagu meal. And I think this is fantastic. Shows progress. Uh, Karen, my wife, is a vegetarian herself, so this would be an outstanding product for her. Mm, wow. Yeah, nice pickup here. And like it says, it is a vegan recommended mark product of the Japan Vegetarian Society. Mm. Wow. Um, that looks really, really good. Uh, let me zoom in here a little bit. Ooh, and it's got the, ooh, I like the little sides they've got there as well. We got the bean, we got the, uh, peas. the green peas. Got the peas. Looks like we got two little potatoes. Yep. And we've got uh, maybe two little uh, pepper slices, you think? I think you got, yeah, maybe just one, actually. Maybe and just then, one. Uh, you got a quarter carrot and a, sl a sliver of squash. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than that. And, <laughs> yeah, nice pickup. I'm interested to see, though, you know, like you said, that uh, the, the Hamburg is the pinnacle of Bergs throughout the yeah, world. Absolutely. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see can it be done with i'm guessing soy meat yeah so um we'll have to see but um really exciting for the vegetarians and vegans although they are few in japan they've got to be really excited about this one very excited all right so heading over to lawson this week i've got something i don't know i didn't feel totally great about it but i'm just gonna slap you with it here we go boom i got the seto hmm. nai Tang Jesus Christ. salt popcorn. That's just some popcorn. That's some salted popcorn. Um, salt. And you know what? Um, there's nothing really special about this one. Um, Japan's not known for its popcorn. And, you know, popcorn is a universal product. But um, maybe it's just because I'm really itching for some popcorn right now. I picked this one up and I just thought, hey, that looks really nice. I like the design and... Who doesn't like 
some pop, you know, some lightly salted popcorn, especially from the Seto Nai, that's Naikai. That's the, uh, the small um, inner ocean of, uh, of Japan there near Shikoku Island. But um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what's your call on some, uh, some popcorn? Well, no, I don't think this is just any popcorn because of this, that salt there. Um, Noto, actually, where we lived, Mike, had its own branded salt. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Suzu salt. It was, mm-hmm. um, it was hand-harvested sea salt that would be raked okay. off a, a sand farm mm-hmm. um, through a slow process of evaporation <laughs> and, uh, I think, shoveling. Um, yeah, so I'm sure this is way better than any other popcorn you've had ever yeah no i think so too thank you yes okay all right so going to yours here we go matt's pick from lawson and boom yeah mike uh going with the meat pie here and uh, i do love a good meat pie uh featuring karen quite heavily in this episode but she is british so i do head over to the uk normally about uh, twice a year, and I love heading to uh, a pub or Greg's, one of the greatest restaurants in the world, uh, for a meat pie or a sausage roll. A little bit troubled by the form here. It is open. I'm not sure why the meat isn't inside the pie crust. Mm -hmm. I think uh, something got lost in translation there. (laughs) But... uh, Nonetheless, I think uh, it's great that British pub food is making its way over to Japan through the conveni. Yeah, um, I got to be completely honest, Matt. I, I've never had a meat pie, and I don't actually know what constitutes a meat pie. Like, what, what are the core ingredients in a meat? In a, like, what are, you, what are you talking about when you say a meat pie? You know, pastry filled with meat and, uh, you know, vegetables. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I know you've often you've often told me many a time told me about Greg's sausage Greg's rolls. Sausage rolls, absolutely. And um, I'd also, you know, at some point maybe we get that. You know, you made a classic song so, about Greg's sausage roll. Um, maybe sometime we can get that song into the into the into the the podcast. But uh, it's a it's a classic song, and it's got me pumped up about these sausage rolls. So you're telling me a sausage roll and a meat pie, pretty much the same thing. They're different. They're different, uh, but okay. they do share uh, the pastry. Uh, but of course, a sausage roll would have pastry. Actually, this looks like a hybrid. You know, this has the length of a sausage okay. roll. Uh, a okay. meat pie is usually not. Uh, it's not long and thin like uh, mm-hmm. like what we're looking at here. Uh, instead, it's um, you know, it's a it's a square or a, or an oval shape. Oh, okay. um, a sausage roll, of course, a sausage being long. Yeah, it has to take the shape of uh, something, you know, like a pipe. But they, yeah, it's pastry, one stuff with meat, the other stuff with sausage. Okay, all right. Well, I've got to get on. I've got to try a meat pie. I got to try a sausage roll. You've, you've told me so much about them. This is my chance to go out and at least try Japan's version of the meat pie. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. All right. So heading over to 7-Eleven, 154 new items this week. How did you even, you know, get through all those pages? Um, but, um, all right, I'm going to show you what I've got and boom, there it is. And that's the Nestle Kit Kat mini cheesecake flavor. So Mm -hmm. this is something that I think is fairly known about Japan is that they've got some crazy 
variety when it comes to Kit Kats. It's a thing that I know a lot of people when they come over here, they'll they'll actually go to the Combini or or to the drugstore or something to buy these uh, these different flavors of Kit Kats uh, to take home as souvenirs. Um, but um, yeah, so I want I was thinking about that when I picked this up, and um, you know I love some Kit Kats and cheesecake. You know, it's one of my favorite flavors for things and the minis as well. You know, you just pop some of these, you just pop, pop, pop. You can pop probably about six or seven of these in, you know, under five seconds. So, yeah, I thought, you know, this might be a nice snack. Um, and, uh, yeah, something that um, I think that, uh, you know, people would like to see as well. The sort of variety of uh, Kit Kats. Great combo here, Kit Kat plus cheesecake. Hard to go wrong there. I, too, I like the mini. You crack open about 10 or 12 of those boys and you got yourself an afternoon right there. That that looks fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, not much to say about this one. So let's head over to your last pick here from 7-Eleven and boom. Oh, yeah. dear. It's back. Yeah, we got the double wiener <laughs> and black curry, Mike. Yeah, it's back. I, I thought about this long and hard, but we're looking at, at here is the uh, thrice-wrapped <laughs> burrito stuffed with uh, wieners, cheese, and in this case, a black curry sauce. <laughs> I really didn't want to pick this. Uh, in fact, there were some good-looking items at 7-Eleven this week, um, but I had to because I think we need to bring attention to this disgrace that continues to show its face at 7-Eleven. Mike, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm watching True Detective or oh. picking out lunch when I'm looking at this thing. <laughs> I watched a recent episode of that program where they shot a guy's peen off and actually showed the results of that. And I got to tell you, this looks a little less appetizing (laughs) than what appeared on screen there. Uh, How many times can 7-Eleven try to sell a homicide? I don't get it. I want this to stop. And, uh, you know, hopefully we don't have to bring this up again, but God willing. Who knows? I mean, wow, I, they brought it back. The double <laughs> wiener wrap. That, the one we looked at before was also a curry and was also cheese-filled, right? This is just a black curry black. this time. I don't even know what black curry is, right? <laughs> Do you? I, I don't know what a black curry is. Um, and like you said, if you look at this picture, they must have had the, the C team or the D team. Oh, God. You're photographing. Look at this thing. This just looks awful. And I guess this is supposed to show the bite that they've taken out here. For our podcast listeners, let me tell you, you're looking at a sad state of affairs. So you got some very just lame, pathetic looking sausages just sort of tucked away inside this dark black curry um, with some cheese shooting out the side here where someone took a bite apparently. No, it, it looks like a festering wound. I mean, <laughs> this thing needs to go to the hospital, not on a plate. It's awful. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just going to have to keep our eyes out and see what happens with this double wiener. God knows. They might even bump it up to the triple wiener triple next time wiener. that we drink it. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I'd say there's a high probability that <laughs> next time we see it, it's a triple wiener. So, um, yeah, Matt, nice pickup. Um, and, yeah, everybody, I guess that uh, finishes up for the, um, for the scorecard this week. All right. Uh, that takes us to our lead story this week, Mike. And, um, well, yeah. it's October. So what does that mean? It's Christmas season. That's and right. so um, 
at the Conbini, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Mm. Uh, and what exactly does Christmas look like in Japan? Well, truthfully, I've never celebrated it. I would always travel either to my home or to another place during the Christmas holiday. But I am aware of the basic traditions of eating fried chicken, mostly from KFC, ordering mm -hmm. a cake, mostly made of whipped cream, and then, of course, waiting for Santa-san to uh, come down to your uh, tatami room to drop off a couple of <laughs> gifts. Um, Mike, uh, I guess before we dig into what the kombini is offering, what does Christmas mean to you in Japan? Yeah, well, um, just like you said, those items. I'd also throw pizza in there. You know, pizza. you want to get some pizza. And also, you know, whereas opposed to the States where Christmas is a, a family holiday, uh, in Japan also it's a lover's holiday. So it's kind of like a Valentine's oh. Day sort of thing. So on I did Christmas, not know that. yeah, you don't want to be alone because that's um, <laughs> Christmas is lover's paradise. So um, that's also uh, something to know. But of course, you know, being an American, being a, a Westerner, Christmas means to me, it means family. It means eating that Christmas cake and getting some fried chicken and some pizza, just like in the States. All right. Well, um, the Conbini <laughs> is offering a great service this year. Uh, Lawson and 7-Eleven both have already issued their Christmas meal packages. Today, we're going to be talking about 7-Elevens. And just uh, before we dive in, here's the deal. What you can do is fill out a little menu card, drop it off at your 7-Eleven, and it will be delivered to that 7-Eleven for pickup later on. And you can expect a blowout like what we're looking at here. What oh. we're looking at a boy band with a giant bottle of champagne, some caveman sized chickies, a whole lot of meat, some weird ass sandwiches just blowing out under all kinds of wacky decorations here, Mike. Um, what says Christmas more than uh, no family, fried chicken, and pizza? Um, I don't know what, but. Uh, this just yeah. looks absolutely outstanding. And you can tell where 7-Eleven is going with this, really leaning into the uh, sort of big and nasty mm. that uh, we so often see from them. Um, sure. Yeah, what's, what's your initial reaction to this, Mike? Well, I'm glad to see that they're collabing with um, King and Prince, uh, you know, the famous uh, boys <laughs> band, the famous Johnny's boys band. From other bands known as, um, you know, Arashi and Smap and Kiss My Feet. And, uh, you know, all these famous bands that everybody knows and loves. Uh, you see these guys are having such a great time and they're all looking really great. They're looking at this guy. He's, like you said, holding up this, this champagne. He's saying, I love Christmas. And they're all, you know, looking at him and saying, yeah, yeah, me too. And um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about this. I'm excited to look at what they have because it looks like they have a huge menu. Like they got a, they got a, they got a really big menu, Mike. Uh, they got a whole suite of cakes here, mm -hmm. and they got the party menu. The party menu, they have wine, they have hors d'oeuvres, and of course, they have chicken. And uh, something I wanted to share with our listeners is what's on the chicky menu here. Of course, they have the nana chicky, uh, the standard. Uh, 7-Eleven fare. They have the bone-in Nana Chiki, which would be oh, what yeah. I would go for. Sure. Um, and then they have the roasted Chiki, bone-in, and then they have the Nana Chiki sets, and then they have the Nana Chiki set with French fries. So a huge variety of uh, chicken. 
And I like how they dress it up with a sprig of pine needles. I think that is brilliant. But I do want to take a second to comment on the size yeah. and the scaling of these chickens. Um, I'm not exactly sure what these are supposed to be, but um, yeah. these look like they came more from an ostrich than a chicken, Mike, in this photo. Uh, one of these chicken legs is larger than the pizza in the background. Yeah. So... Um, I think 7-Eleven might be overselling the quantity of meat they're able to bring to the yeah. Christmas table. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's a little suspicious to me. It is suspicious. I don't know if they're doing one of those, you know, like, um, you know, it's Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise, he's he's fighting against this villain. And in actuality, <laughs> that villain, he's, he's three foot five, five inches. And um, so Tom Cruise looks like he's one of the tallest people of all time. <laughs> I think it's one of those things, you know, I think they've got a, uh, in reality, those look big, but I bet that, you know, that tomato back there, that's probably, that's probably about half a centimeter tomato, right? There. Tomato, I think right. I don't think they're, you know, they really need to take a break here, or they've got some fisheye camera going on here, because yeah, you're right. Could these, be. Look, these look like turkey legs here turkey legs absolutely um so uh yeah i wanted to comment on the chickies uh mike i know you had something you wanted to say about another featured item uh yeah. on this on this menu here uh yeah. i think it was the uh yeah yeah it's coming right there there it is right there nothing says christmas like a whole loaf of bread right like yeah you're gonna order something <laughs> you just want a whole damn loaf of bread you don't want a half you don't want a slice and so if, hey, if you want a, a loaf of bread for 888 yen, hey, it's yours. And um, actually, if you could, you could pop out of there, I actually want to comment just on the staple cake that they've got there. Um, so, you know, we were talking about what are some staples and we, we showed the, you know, we got the pizza, we got the fried chicken, and then the Taiban cake right there. When you're talking about a Christmas cake in Japan, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about whipped cream, sponge and some strawberries and you know how can you go wrong i mean that's pretty much as good as it gets yeah no doubt uh, what we're looking at here is a multi-tier cake again that's mostly made of whipped cream um in fact i wouldn't be surprised if you were to slice into that and maybe not see any sponge at all it's just yeah. uh, a giant pile of whipped cream that's been shaped into this sort of uh, tapered cylinder. And then of mm -hmm. course, topped with more whipped cream and then two yeah. strawberries. Um, no better way to spend 40 bucks than on a giant pile of uh, whipped cream. Absolutely, Mike, that is a classic <laughs> Japanese cake. Fantastic. Yeah. And wait, did you say 40 bucks? Because I wouldn't be surprised if that was the price. Oh, I'm sorry, it's actually 24 oh, bucks. Oh, 25 bucks, that's pretty cheap. And makes me think that this thing has got to be really small because well, normally, actually, like you said, it would be 40 bucks, I think. 40 how, bucks, how actually. Well, I'm mistaken here. Now we're looking at a breakdown. We do have a, a cross-section of this, and there, in fact, is quite a bit of sponge in there. And it looks mm. like there's even a custard inside. Mm. Babodawa. I don't know what that is for custard, but, uh, oh boy, I'm actually getting a little bit hungry looking at this thing. Uh, I am lactose intolerant, so that whipped cream would take me down hard. Yes. But I guess I'd be okay spending a you know half hour or so on a Neo Res 300 <laughs> to enjoy 
a delicious looking cake like this one. Mm. Yeah. And oh, there's the dimensions. What are we looking at? Does that say, um, is that 15 centimeters? Yep. Yeah, 15, 15 centimeters, centimeters in diameter. diameter. So that would be what about six inches? Is that? Um, that's, that's a little. That's, a that's about 20. That's why cake. I was saying when you said 40 bucks, Wait I was a thinking, second. yeah. Hold on. It oh, says yeah. the height is six centimeters. Yeah. Again, this, these what? pictures, like look at that picture right there. That looks. They've got this what? zoom like you've never seen. How can seen that in possibly be true? Six centimeters. It's got to be taller than that. No, I think <laughs> this is called the magic of graphic design going on right here. This is just completely ridiculous. So, um, yeah, um, this is worse than pizza. Yeah, this is it's a sham. But hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, if this was a normal size cake, it would probably be one hundred fifty dollars because this is just. 15 centimeters by six centimeters. Get out your rulers, everybody, and check it out. That's, that's like the size of like a, a muffin. That's not even a muffin. <laughs> wow. God, man. All right. We got to get off this. I'm getting angry. We got to get at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, we're nice um, introduction here. But next week, we're, we're going to be looking at, uh, I think, Lawson, right? Lawson, that's right. Yeah. So we've got a lot of Christmas... Uh, excitement to come and um yeah but um so stay tuned for that next week all right uh turning it over to uh i think my favorite segment of each week that's uh, at the gimba with mike mike uh you're at the gimba that is a place where the action happens over in japan and i think you have a review for us of a product that we discussed recently yeah, actually, um, and that we touched on today. So my Mai and I today, we went to the Kombini Family Mart and, um, you know, mm-hmm. we're feeling a little peckish, I think they say. Um, and so we we looked and we saw some Poke Chicky and we thought, hey, let's Ooh. grab a couple, let's grab one of those Poke Chickies. So we got the Poke Chicky cheese. Ooh. And I got to say, I don't have a lot of confidence in Family Mart's Poke Chicky. Oh boy. I will say today, the one that we looked at, that uh, soy sauce and butter, looked pretty great. Mm. But that poke chicky cheese, it was it was pretty small, and mm. there was really nothing separating it from the karage kun. So I'm a little worried. What 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 was? How was the cheese flavor? Was it rich? Was it uh, present? No, it, was, it was like a, a Cheeto. It was. It tastes like a Cheeto. <laughs> You know, um, it was that sort of cheese oh flavor. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Ooh, I haven't heard so, of you that bad since the uh, Katakuchi commentator <laughs> railed against that Pierre Hermé mango custard dessert. No, no. I Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's fine. Like, we both said, oh, okay. Hey, that's, that's fine. But um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm a little worried. What are we looking at on the, uh, the count of Karage-kun? They're up to like 204, 204 205. 205, yeah. And so, you know, this is one of their staple. Right. This is one of their big three. This is one of their fixed three. That's right. Yeah. yeah with the hot, normal, and the, the cheese. So I'm a little worried, but I'm excited to try this, this, um, this new one. Soy sauce. Yeah. The butter. It's the limited edition one. Maybe they, they're putting more work into that. I'm not sure, but I got to say, little worried about where they're going with this. That's all I'll say. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to follow up on the Poke Chicky. Uh, at Family Mart to see if uh, they really do have the troops to win this war. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Okay, now we're heading into the end of the the show, and you know where we always go. We're looking at some convening news, and uh, 
Matt, this week we've got a recurring, not a recurring, but a, uh, a story that we touched on before, coming back big. And this is something we were both really excited about. What, what's going on? Yeah, Mike, uh, back in 2019, a 7-Eleven franchise owner, uh, Mr. Matsumoto, became famous, actually made world headlines by refusing to keep his 7-Eleven open 24 hours a day. He wanted to mm. close just a few hours, not uh, anything significant. And 7-Eleven went to war with this guy. They turned off his pay terminal so he could only accept cash. They stopped delivering products to his store. I remember seeing the New York Times uh, article about this, and there were really just like six rice balls, a pack of cigarettes, and three ice creams left in this guy's (laughs) store. And he was still selling to customers. And uh, it would have been easy for this guy to uh, fold it up, walk away, and move on with his life, but he's decided not to do that. He is going to war with 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. He's taken the fight back to the company that tried to ruin his life, and he's got some friends now. He's no longer alone in his company. He's got some troops. A support group has been formed with lawyers and other 7-Eleven franchisees to petition 7-Eleven for uh, new rules uh, and, to ch- and also to um, compensate Mr. Matsumoto for the damages associated with his uh, battle and the closing of his store. And so, um, you know, I'm actually shocked by this. 7-Eleven is a massive company, uh, the biggest conveni in all of Japan. And I figured they were just going to run over this guy, Matsumoto. But in fact, no, we've been reporting on, um, not reporting. We're just, you know, repeating stories that are being reported on. Right. Right. Uh, None of this is original (laughs) journalism here, (laughs) but uh, convenient owners are getting fed up with the stresses associated with operating a 24 seven store. And also the rules, um, that these companies employ to uh, benefit their bottom line, but stress the people who actually run these places. And uh, I'm totally blown away that Mr. Matsumoto has really managed to um, really start to build a real, uh, a real army to, to fight this company. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. I'm, um, this is really exciting. Um, you know, just picking up from the article a little bit. Shinro Okawa, Matsumoto's lawyer, called in the question whether a business model predicated on an around-the-clock operation with no days off could be considered appropriate for any human. The outcome of our lawsuit will affect all outlet, outlet owners in Japan. I believe the role of this support group is to gain the understanding of the public about this major social issue and to change the nature of convenience stores that have become a part of the social infrastructure. He's exactly right. Um, yeah, I think we talked about it before, you know, like Matsumoto, these sorts of these, these, you know, these owners, these franchise owners, you know, maybe have like a few days off a year, a year, um, a year. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's just way too much. And, you know, they are just, even Matsumoto would say that while he was on vacation sitting in the onsen, he would, he would be putting orders in on his cell phone. Uh, so even while on vacation, they're working. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You think you sign up to, you know, you you purchase one of these franchises and now you're basically 
you know, you are a slave to the, you know, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, you know, I mean, that just must be exhausting. I couldn't even imagine it. And uh, as much as I love convenience, I really hope they make this more sustainable and, you know, don't just burn out all these, these owners. Do you really need to pick up a double wiener black curry at two in the morning? I mean, how in demand are these things? You know what I mean? You got, I say you open up at six so you could get the construction workers. Yep. Oh yeah. And then you stay open really through 11 at night to get your, actually probably midnight, your partiers, people who want to grab a canned cocktail or a hangover drink, the miracle cure before they go to sleep at night. But then between midnight and six, come on, close it down. Close it down. Come on, please. Seven (laughs) Eleven. heed their call. I mean, this is just, uh, this is a problem. It really needs to be dealt with. And Matt, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you picked up this story. And we've got to keep our eyes on this one, because I'm really interested in how this goes. This is going to affect, as he said, all of Japan. All of Japan. All right. Uh, I think that wraps it up for this week, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I think that does. Well, uh, Matt, as always, it's been a damn pleasure. Um, and episode 24, as always, just a complete slam dunk, 360, you know, touchdown field goal. Um, so, yeah, Matt, um, I just want to, uh, yeah, say thanks to all the listeners and to the viewers on YouTube. Um, if you're watching us on uh, YouTube, definitely leave us a like and subscribe to us. Um, and if you're listening on any of the podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please leave us a like and leave us a review because that'll really help people to find the show. Uh, we've also, we're on the social networks. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We haven't been so active. We're going to try and get more active, but um, definitely follow us and leave a like and we will be having some fun. Um, if you have a convenient memory, if anybody has a convenient memory, you can give us an, a number at, or you can give us a call at 617-453-8207. And whatever you say, we'll just play it on live on air. So uh, it doesn't matter. You could just curse and we just let it go. So you could be that person. But um, Matt, uh, it's, as always, it's been great. Um, really fun. And um, yeah, just want to say thanks to everyone. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll uh, see you at the Kambini. I'll see you at the Kambini. <laughs> <laughs>